Before we get started, a word from 3BR, a sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. 3BR Distillery is a producer of unusual craft spirits, featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room at 7 Main Street in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit is made from peas and is an homage to a family recipe, secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Learn more about 3BR at 3BR Distilling on Instagram or visit the tasting room at 7 Main Street in Keyport, New Jersey. in Asbury Park, New Jersey, you're listening to the Talkin' Tacos podcast, brought to you by me, Dr. Dave, and all my friends. I'm Matt. I'm Bill, and if you're listening right now, continue listening, because this may or may not be the episode that gets us banned. I'm Campbell. I'm Kung Fu Joe. Thank you, And I'm Ed. We made the wrong nachos. They didn't spill we it on me. We brought the wrong nachos, but the right nachos are here now. Oh, but there's chicken. Yeah, chicken and I, pork. This, they, we never have oh. I mean, chicken and pork. That's pretty fucking sweet. We got naked chips coming in. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Yes. Two. Uh, yeah, two shrimp quesadillas, please. Special taco of the week. Is it worth it? It's good. It's good. All right. We'll get that later. We'll figure it out. Yep. Can we have two more roll-ups and uh, two napkins, please? Thank you. Oh, beautiful. So. Yeah, we're we are no no longer jefes, no longer uh, La Palmas. Yeah. This is we live. It's in a better world now, Ed. No, no. No, no it's a better world. No. The Boilermaker times with yeah. the beer and the shot. Which Spanish they, Boilermaker shots, which are by already the way, here. The shots are here. Let's get them, uh, let's get them done before I spill one on Chris. Yep. Oh, I do have a beer. Fuck you. are right there. Everybody take your shot. Hang yeah, on. Yeah. Don't get one today. I'll get one today. I'm going to take my shot. Pass go. on. Two weeks in a row. Bill, for you, sir. You're going to get one last. You got one last. I'll get last. That's yeah. fine. I'm giving you the last one. The best one. Saving yeah. the best for last. Saving the best for last. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you. I have one of those rolls. You know, the, the chicken on these nachos is actually really fucking good. Yeah. This yeah. one. Oh, you got the new ones already? Oh, and Matt needs one. Anyone, please. Guys, we might need to start rotating in chicken nachos into our rotation. Stop, yeah, yeah. These chicken nachos are very good. Hey, listen, sometimes accidents are great. I mean, yeah. These are chocolate chips with nachos. <laughs> I was going to make Oh, you're looking at me for the accident? Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say, but then I didn't do it. Because you agreed. It wasn't about that. It was about that you agreed to it. So thanks okay. for There's only one accident that's here on the Talking Tacos podcast as we enjoy a shot of tequila to celebrate Tuesday, the best day of the week. I love you, my boys. Who am I love? Oh, shit. He was awesome. I love my boys. Love, 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 my love, love, love. Oh, tis the season. Cheers. Let's all go around the table and say something we're thankful for. Thank <laughs> like for my boys. Right here, right Thanks now. for my boys. And my dog. Yeah. I was going to say, like, this is and our special... Dog. 
Thanksgiving episode of Talking Tacos, but it's really just a fucking Tuesday. Yeah, Thanksgiving is every Thursday. Tuesday. Is Thanksgiving. Yeah, every yeah, we give thanks every Tuesday. No implied and, and slaughter of the Native Americans uh, necessary. Give me the hot sauce bottle. Check out the Instagram feed. We were talking about now twelve hours ago. Wishing each other a happy Tuesday. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's oh wow. Just, I came right off. That's how my boys roll. Right. It's like sun salutation, but on Tuesdays. Oh, we're setting up the robot. Yeah. The GoBot? Yeah, keep talking. I got it. I don't want to say anything. You don't want to say anything? <laughs> so Matt, Matt was uh, generously supplied a cavalcade of hot sauces. Oh, whoa, whoa. Cavalcade. trademark. Cavalcade trademark. However, we might have to change the name. A menagerie. We're going to have to change the name. We're going to also have to plug the new That name was brought to us about from from the uh, the Shadow Realm. From the Shadow Realm. Yeah, we got to change the new green room. We got to plug the shit out of them, too. So, listeners. We got got a lot to talk about. Listen to this podcast. Uh, What you're experiencing is us coming um, out to dinner every Tuesday night to get tacos and nachos and cocktails. Yeah, we don't ever explain that. And we just record what's happening, and you get to join us for the trip. So before we get here, we go to what we used to call the Green Room, which was a, a certain distillery in Asbury Park. I'm not going to name which distillery in Asbury which Park, distillery in Asbury Park, that Park. we were going to. But, um, the ownership there turns out to be a bunch of shitheads, and we don't want to give them any money anymore. So we've uh, followed our favorite bartenders to other bars, and uh, the Green Room now is at Barrio. Part of the Lalo and um, Rayla complex, apparently. All owned by the same people. Doing great things. Doing great things. I am. And we're it's heavily been, supporting them now. It's been wonderful. Rachel is the uh, the bartender that we followed there. She's there every Tuesday night. I'm glad that that is where Rachel is. She had to go somewhere. I'm glad that's yeah. where she had to go. I'm, I'm honestly really glad that Rachel is there, too, because Rachel was like a Tuesday staple. She was there... Almost every single Tuesday that we were there. Well, she was well, also creating the drinks that we were drinking. She graduated yeah. into our Casey because Casey had to yes. do other things. Yes. So Rachel she, is Casey's number one apprentice. Yes. She all was right. all about the ingredients. She kept the book like she King kept. Arthur. Yeah. King she, Arthur. Yeah, she's, she's next up. All right, Chris, you're up. So this is, we're talking about Nando's Peri Peri sauce, gluten-free and hot. Now, the... The quote that they have here is so small that I need light to fucking look. Our peri peri sauce is made with African bird's eye chili and a blend of ingredients. Sun-ripened, lemon, sun-ripened lemons, onion, garlic, and spices. This one is particularly hot and fiery, packing a whole lot of flavor. Peri peri is the heart and soul of Nando's and the secret ingredient behind our restaurants worldwide. This sauce is for pouring, dipping, cooking, and adoring. You'll crave it on every plate, try it with chicken, then want it on everything. It's listed as a condiment, an ingredient, and a marinade. And I'm not going to get into the list of ingredients. What's the difference? It is listed as hot on an extra hot to extra mild scale. So the second Wait, level... Wait, between extra mild and extra hot? No, it is hot, hot in between hot. medium and extra hot. Okay. So this is not what they deem their hottest sauce. Okay. I'm ready for it. Let's go. I'm ready for it. 
but Nando's. Nando's is like one of the most famous like sandwich shops in London. Like you go and get Nando's. Yep, that's where these sauces came from, London. Which and is not also known for food, right? London. And that's where you got for food. Yeah, London is not known for food. No stopper. No, no, no like late night bar food. Right, looks like a fan, food, yeah, looks great. like a fantastic getting, buffalo getting sauce. Getting hand pies and getting um, great. It's really good. Lemon. Lemon all the way up front. Really? It, 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 it pretends that it's vinegar, but it's not. It's flavored lemon. Citrus, wow. And then it's mild heat, not hot. This this is this is what you put on wings. So not hot, like not like overpowering. I'm not dying. No. There, there's, there, there's the taste there's of heat. heat. Middle of the tongue, not the back, not the front at all. This is what you put on wings? You look excited. You look this happy. This is great. Is it every day? Every day. No. Wow. It's, it's not every day. It's, it's too lemony up front to be every day, but the lemon is really interesting, though. So that's what I mean. It, yeah, it's, to put it on I would use it every day. Wing. This is not put on your eggs. It's not put on your eggs, but it's definitely... You could put this put on, on chicken and win every time. Oh, yeah. Now, you, you, this is a chicken winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, this is this is a wing sauce for sure every single Sunday. It's, right, hot, enough to be, it's hot enough to be pleasant, but not annoying. It's something. Yeah, definitely get oh. like marinade vibes. Though. It's a more it, about like a marinade. Like it's it's labeled as a marinade. And like, yeah. It's a big mouth wow. on this bottle. Also, it's, it's not oh. great on a chip. If you wow. marinated chicken and made fried chicken, I've never seen this, lemon appear so, so much as lemon without without physically being a lemon. This is not an American absolutely. lemon that we're eating. No, man. This is absolutely see grilling up some chicken with this as uh, as the sauce like this. Bro, the lemon is insane. It's lemon, there. but it's not a lemon that I know. It took me a minute because I thought it might have been vinegar, but then it's it's literally lemon. So from my Mexican lemon, friends, yeah. I know in Mexico there's tales of like lemons that are like lemon flavored oranges, basically like sweet lemons with lemon flavor. I've been fucking searching, I can't find them here, but I guarantee you that's like uh, a fucking England lemon. It just it's different from ours. That's what makes that lemon f- so profound. That's a good hot sauce. Yeah. That's really good. It's an everyday hot sauce. This, this, this is an everyday hot sauce. It doesn't me. work with steak. It's weird on steak. I would put this on eggs, though. So, for me, that's my category. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's too lemony for eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too Depends lemony for eggs. on the omelet or something. Yeah, I don't know if this is a breakfast hot I wish we still had the chicken. Like, we don't have a lot of chicken nachos left. But the beef nachos are weird. This amount of lemon doesn't go well on beef. I'm going to go still, light with it and try it out. Yeah, it, it's pleasant and hot, but it's not made for beef. There's a couple. Yeah, this will be good on some of the tacos. Get it, yeah, get a chicken taco tonight, and this pork, pork, like lemon citrus pork, like it's gonna be, yep. it's gonna be good on things. Get a cerdo. Should be good. Was Pineapple, chicken, chicken, chicken taco with that. So probably pescado taco too. So for me, after after a Do couple right. chips with hefty pours, the heat's coming in a little bit later than it has heat. Yeah, but we do this every week. Yeah. It's not enough. No, it's not impressive like heat in any heat, way. It's yeah. just like six. It just yeah, like it, it's about a six. I was. It's I would everyday agree. heat. It's I, everyday yeah, heat. Yeah, I was just saying like it. The heat for me came in a lot later. This is than the heat I want on my wings. Yeah, yeah. It's, there. it's there enough to tell me it's there, but then it goes away. Yeah, no, I like it. This is good. Well, we got four wow. more Nando's hot or three more Nando's hot sauces to review. This so is a far, good one. so good. This is yeah. really good. Thank I mean, you, thank you, Melissa, for bringing us back in London. Nando's doesn't need us to tell them that they're good. But, like, I appreciate them from over here on this side of the pond. Thank you, Melissa. 
Thank you, Melissa. Thank you for thinking about us and what we do. So, so. all right, first thing we need to talk about tonight, let's get it out of the way. Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, uh, has passed away. Everybody play your musical daggers and move on. Goddamn right. Before I give the tribute, I'm really happy that, like, like, bro, you haven't seen or heard from this dude in 20-plus years, but, like... Not I, true. He's, like, really? really big on social media. He has no. a big okay. following. He continues right, to be right. on... He has been in Power on Power Rangers, like, every season. He's and been that, on that show forever. I was, just, I was just, like, alluding to the fact that, like, he still has this much of a fucking impact on people. That's awesome that he's still involved. Like, he was still involved. He still. also branched out. He, uh, he got into mixed, ar- mixed martial arts. Really? Uh, yeah, he fought professionally for a little bit. Yeah. How did he do? Not great. He never made it to the UFC. But, he did, though. Uh, he, had, he had a winning record. He, he did fine. Jason David Frank is the pinnacle example of people that... I've talked about people like this before, that they do one thing that is so wonderful and so beloved by so many that they make it into a career like the guy the guy was really known for especially in the last decade and a half really working the the comic con circuit the movies circuits Smart, right that's where the and, yeah made. but he was always known as like he loved the fans the fans loved him he was a nice guy he was always willing to talk take a picture sign an autograph that's like dope. yeah he was very well known as just a good fucking dude and, you know, he didn't really do much outside of Power Rangers, but he made that work. And, you know what? I mean, listen, I, I fucking love Power that Rangers. Work? Yeah. Power Rangers, that was my that was my shit when I was a kid. So, I wasn't even a kid. I was actually, like, high school age when Power Rangers was, like, relevant. And I, I still came home and watched Power Rangers. Yeah, like, it, was, it was dope. Dude, on there, I, I saw the Power Rangers Ooh. movie. When it was like the first weekend, it was in theaters. Like it was nice. a fucking, it was a life-changing thing for me. Nice. All right, Chris. I see. I see you pointing, and I was gonna go for this too. No, this, this Perry is like a kid on Christmas. He's super excited. Shrimp and lemon, bro. Shrimp and lemon. There's, there's no, there's no fucking doubt at all. Oh man. Did not steer me wrong. It's not even close. It's really good. Yeah, that's the fucking shit right there. It's not even close. Nando's. Oh, yeah. Way to go, Nando's. This is good stuff. So, you got to know what you're doing with leave with lemon. Yeah, like, yeah. like aggressively. All right, so I have a topic for us this Whoa, week. Whoa, Kung Fu Joe. Kung Fu. All right. Uh, disconnect all the microphones. So, maybe this is because I had not until this year been single for the previous 20 years. You're not, <laughs> you're, you're not single. My, my girlfriend has now made me aware of something that I was never informed was a thing before. She came to me the other night. And she's like, hey, I got you a gift. I'm like, okay, what is it? She hands me a pair of gray sweatpants. And she's like, I want you to wear these. I'm like, what the hell is this? You don't know about gray sweatpants. I have no idea that it is apparently gray sweatpants season. You're such an old man. You don't know about gray sweatpants. I did not know this. What a boomer. I don't know this. I have no idea what you're talking about. She made me wear these and ogled me for like an hour straight. So the gray sweatpants thing is a... To be perfectly honest, I think it's primarily originating on social media. But the concept of it is dudes put on gray sweatpants. It's like and you got the cock cleavage. outline. And the, yeah, it's, it's, it's the male version of cleavage. 
Yes. You got you got like the cock outline on the gray sweatpants, and the gray sweatpants just accentuates the shape the and shadow. the size. Yeah, the it shadow. It was very visible, my dudes. Yeah. I personally have white sweatpants, but yes, same idea. So, I have several pairs of gray sweatpants. When I was like early twenties and like going to strip clubs and shit. No, not even probably like. Probably like 18 to 21. Because Would you stop going to strip club? What's the, what, was that? what the hell's that mean? I go to strip clubs all the time. No, I haven't, dude. I don't anymore. Yeah, same. But I've also like... Well, we gotta go. I've also engaged in like long-term relationships for like a lot of like... Like a lot of multiple long-term relationships, so... See, that's your mistake. Yeah. I only did one long-term relationship. No, I did like like three or more with like five plus And years. you were going to strip clubs the whole time. I was still going to strip clubs. <laughs> so my last strip club endeavor was before Joe Lucarelli's wedding when he was a bachelor. I've never been to one. We're talking like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking loser. <laughs> um, What's that? <laughs> that was the time. Yeah, what kind of a? I was trying a, to tiptoe into it. Yeah, I only have to bicycle three bikes home. Like, 18, 18 symbols about you jerking yeah, yourself in a mouth. What question is that? No, thank you. Huh? Oh, no, right. I won three tacos, but I'm only not doing racing beans. We're back. Um, that was the worst kept secret I've ever heard. I mean, I'm 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 riding my bicycle four blocks home. Like, I've seen you I've seen you crash before that. I have crashed before. while we were I crashed in my own apartment. While we were uh, off the air, Marietta, mom of the podcast, said hello to the boys. Hey. No, she didn't. Show us the show. Show us. Come here. Marietta. Marietta. That's, says, an, that's imaginary. Marietta. Says hello to the boys. I can't wait till she comes home. So, like, when does she come back? To Me? Not till, like, Memorial Day. Great. Excellent. Perfect. She throws, she she wants to throw a St. Patty's Day party. I'm fine. Irrelevant, but awesome. I'm Dick's down. Dick's Doesn't No, um, it's, it's relevant. Nope. It's not relevant <laughs> because I need, I need another producer besides myself. Anyone available? Ed, Ed, you would be an excellent... Ed, I need you. <laughs> I'm totally in. What did I just agree so, to? So, here's the deal. I would like to start a new podcast for the network. Love it. It's going to be myself and mom of the podcast, Marietta. Oh. Not certain of the name, something along the lines of like a Beauty and the Beast kind of contrast kind of thing, you know? Sugar um, spice and everything nice. But I, I would like another producer, including myself, to just kind of kick back ideas on like... So you just, only know just, who's in it. You don't know what the context is I would is like yet. to explore our contrasts and, um, you know, just converse, yeah. like... Life experience. Yeah. Sometimes you have to remember... You have to remind her where she works so she can get us tickets to WrestleMania. Could we call it Milp? Mom would like the podcast with? Milp. Milp. I'm fine with it. Milp! <laughs> I don't know if she's okay with it. I haven't spoken yeah, with I mean, it. Like the first episode is explaining we also, what the name came from. We also from. don't have to determine right now, but like I like where your head's already going. This is why oh, I'm Mom, I'd like to podcast. But, uh, it's actually really funny. It's really funny. It's really funny. It's really funny. It's really funny. And um, I think that we can get some really good content out of it, dude. And uh, we got to find a venue. I, I like this. We can do it at the estate. Mm-hmm. I'll smoke some weed while she will not. You know she what I mean? But like, know. we'll talk about that. We'll she talk can about pick up habits and flaws. We'll talk about our differences and what make us similar. You know? <laughs> I really love this podcast. <laughs> idea, I'm not gonna lie. I think Marietta's like, she's fucking cool. She's smart, powerful, strong, but still like dope. Like she's like she's realistic. She's a mom and she's like. Into it. 
I don't know if she's in this podcast. I pitched it to her one night while I was drunk. Everything, she's everything you're saying is correct. She's a mom. I like the podcast. Yeah. She's got things to say and things to add and things that like people should also hear. She'll randomly text me and yell at me for whatever she reason. She doesn't text me yet. We're not there yet. No. But like, she she, she texts me and I know it's you because you tell on me, and she'll Probably. yell at me. Yeah. It's like a six month recap. I'd like to like kick back ideas when they're on the podcast. <laughs> no. like, we have like the six month recap. Like, oh, Chris, I hear you did eight these times. We have some time to like really devise like what we want to talk about because I told her about it, and I think she might be into it. When she comes back, all she wants to do is host. She wants everybody to be there. Great, we just throw some mics up and talk about it. Even though we, re- <laughs> <laughs> even though we rearranged her furniture and turned her house inside out. That wouldn't be the first time. She's a sucker for fun. I fell into a friendship with a network of microphones, so we can fucking really... I, I hope that if she's listening, that she applies for a regular bank card. She's not I, listening, but... Well, I'm listen, I mean, she she walked in with a platinum card that was worth more than the bar we were at. So, I mean, she better start but learning she, how to do it. But she would cash. still drink your wine out of a paper cup if, like, it was served to her. No, she that. wanted it in a chalice, and they didn't, they didn't <laughs> well, have she, any no, chalice. No, she deserved it in a chalice. No, yeah. well, she, you know, listen. We, we were one of seven people to see uh, a band, man. Uh, now, Bill, we have to ask this question. You don't. Is there any part of this podcast plan based on the fact that you would like to date Marietta and you wouldn't mind being Matt's dad? This is what I was waiting for. No, you I thought mean, I was going to do it? That's funny. So until I knew somebody was going to ask about it. Like, if I you mean, it fuck, needs to be asked. Like, if you want to fuck my mom, it's Ed, fine. Until like, these words were spoken on my mother, who I actually love and respect, this idea was totally platonic. <laughs> now we got to think. But I mean, yeah, now that you mentioned it, Bill's like, oh, I actually would fuck I'm single. She's that. good looking. She's a way half the year. Just to be clear, it's not a deal breaker. I'm helping you either way. This podcast gets show, my full attention. Show, the show goes on either way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Whether, Holidays I would be so know, much more interesting. I just want to know what my end game is. Yeah, I feel like that comes to Thanksgiving. And I've learned in life that, like, I have a really good shot with just about anybody if they, like, Sit and talk to me and get to know me. Thank you. Not like initial reaction, not like, thank you. It's a great sweater. I really did. I'm going to trade you. Uh, it's a Freddy Krueger sweater. I forgot we got more shots. What do you mean By the way, it's, sometimes it's unfortunate it's not a visual medium because as Bill was describing how he has a shot with everyone, he complimented the waitress bringing us shots. That was very well timed. <laughs> In terms of him just showing, hey, you never know what can happen. <laughs> I, uh, Matt, I, pass those shots Matt out. I swear I didn't want to bang your mom. I swear. It wasn't Dude, my idea. I don't care. So, I, just, I just really dig our contrast. Like, she's, I did, an, she's an adult. You I might, rabbits. You <laughs> might. I think I how different we are and yet how, like, okay with me she's still. <laughs> it's all. It's all. Would you bring up your stepson in the shadows of the Catholic Church? <laughs> I'm okay with you, she's still there. I love like, that. Like, I have failed multiple first tests, and she's still like, how's Bill? Is he okay? <laughs> is, is he alive? She's a really caring, nice woman. Always. I love it. Oh, God, I love it. So, um, we have more we're shots. Gonna, we're going to do shots of tequila, and I want to tell a real good feel-good feel story about the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, wait, what? Which everybody knows I love... How There's got to be a joke here. Everybody much knows how much I love Philadelphia. This is a bit. Nobody, nobody has to go to a bit. Let's do these six shots to kill him. Here's the Talking Tacos podcast. Here's the boys who I love. Cheers. Here's Asbury Park. Cheers, here's boys. Here's, here's the classically handsome Edmund. 
I wanted to drink to Mr. Marietta. Here's I thought Mr. that was Mr. Mr. Marietta. <laughs> I, I feel think. like Bill would take her name and be okay with it. Good. In a normal situation, like like 98 percent of the time, no, not the case. Marietta. If that's what Marietta wants, that's what Marietta gets. Remember that you can get us into WrestleMania for a lot cheaper than Matt thinks we can. So there's this handsome singer-songwriter guy. His name's Alex G. He's performing in Philadelphia. And after the show, they had to warn everybody at the show, hey, uh, you might have lice. Oh, wow. Yeah. There was an, an, out- the an outbreak of lice in Philadelphia. Which, That's fitting. Yeah. Wait, stop it. No, there's not. They wait not. until the end yeah. of the show to tell everybody? Well, I mean, they, you know, they didn't know until the, they were like, holy shit. All these people have lights. After two hours, we, we really should break up this Ticketmaster monopoly. Yeah. I mean, I don't I know, man. It's just all over the place. Yo, sure. could I? So, you guys were on your way to my apartment. Dave was already at my apartment tonight. I was walking my dog. I saw a friend of ours, Mark Skarecki. Oh, is that Mark? So Mark. And I said, hey, Mark, any uh, musical endeavors in the future? Like, i like to follow him. He's, he's entertaining. He's talented. He's fucking fun to follow. He is. So we all went to his uh, block party. Was the block party guy? Yeah. That was Mark, right? So we went to yeah. his block party, and there was that country band. It was like a cute yeah. girl and her husband. They did like a country band. Oh, they were great. So Mark is now in a band with them. Of course. They're just starting. They're just rehearsing. So it's the country songs that she was singing, but performed with Matt. Mark. You need to listen to this. Performed with you got my age in ska and in um, and she's like, like punk rock kind of shit. Do they need a drummer? That sounds awesome. So we could talk to him about that actually, maybe. So Do it's they called sing songs about holidays. It's called Nasca. It's the name of their band, their side project. Nasca. Like oh, Nascar. Nasca said Nascar. Nascar. And it's all country music and like ska. I really version. like that. Mark really is a like fucking that. genius with his like creativity in his mind. And I really that's like that. Him. Um, Nasca, and it's like a ska punk country music cover band. I really dig that. Yeah. While we're on the topic of music, I will take this opportunity so I don't forget later. Oh. Uh, December. <laughs> The Hard Babies have three shows coming up in the next Oh, month. you're talking about yeah. early plugs. Uh, yeah, early plugs. I'll do it again later. Wait, but you're in a band? <laughs> you have yeah. never mentioned this. December. The uh, Calendar Girls. And, and by never mentioned, I mean I got several messages Today. on Instagram Definitely. about your band existing. December December 10th, Trenton Social in Trenton, obviously. December 16th, right here in our backyard in Asbury Park at the Asbury Hotel. Where, where do they play music on that? In the lobby? In the lobby yeah, area, the lobby, yeah. Okay. And uh, January 21st at John and Peter's in New Hope. The Hard Babies coming at you. I'm so fucking excited. It's not, uh, it's not plug time yet. It's not what? Not plug time yet. No. It's early plugs. Yes. Well, I just wanted to talk more about how much Philadelphia is terrible. Yeah, well, we didn't get to that. I forgot about the Philly story. Continue. Yeah, well, I had... Well, no, no. I mean, yeah. You went to a you went to go see a show and you probably got lice in Philadelphia. Yeah, Do you know what the venue was? Do you know what venue I was going to ask also? It was John. It was um, tell me the Fillmore. The Fillmore. Yeah, I've been there too. I, so I mean, it's not recent. in terms of in terms of the story about Philadelphia, you know, uh, and you know lice just being rampant there, I wanted to give them a break. 
talk about a story about this guy who's from Philadelphia, who's really like inspiring the world right now. This man, he's 40 years old, and he's doing something. He's, oh. do, he's doing something that you wouldn't you know exactly really. Where this is going. You couldn't. You wouldn't believe a man could do. So in, uh, he turned 40, and so for his 40th birthday, um, for 40 days in a row, he's eating a rotisserie chicken every day. So I want to talk about this guy also because I paid attention while it was happening. Maybe. Yeah, one chicken a day for 40 days. And that's not really that. that's not really my problem. That sounds like a good idea. My problem is that so for his 40th chicken on his 40th day, wow. it was like a fucking festivity, bro. He had advertisements everywhere. It was on social media. He made money? No, no, no. You need to... So, he had a table, like, with, like, white linen and shit all set up. And people were fenced off, but, like, hundreds of people. Like, not, like, a couple people. Not, like, 12. It was hundreds of people stood, like... And I'm saying, like, 40 yards away from this dude while he sat This was an outdoor like, venue because of the lights, right? It was yeah, almost because like of a lights. shipyard. It was almost like a fucking weird, like, shit. Like, he was off by himself, sitting at a fucking deuce table... <coughs> a nice tablecloth, excuse me. And the motherfucker ate a chicken while people from a distance watched him. And this was... That is Philadelphia. That is the fucking draw of Philadelphia. You drew hundreds, maybe thousands, to watch you from a distance eat a fucking chicken. That's all, I mean... Good for him. He got a lot of attention. You know, We're talking like about the mayor of Philly. We're talking about. I can't about say, like, I can't, is, I can't say how they park in the middle of the street. I can't say how they park in the middle of the street. Wait, I, are, I, we, are we like, not three years away from being the lieutenant governor? Of he's a service industry guy. He works at a restaurant. Like, are we not going to address the fact that Dave opened this whole bit about the guy eating the chickens with the dig again? Like, I didn't know where he was going with it. I ended until he the no, you figured out in the middle of it. I just, I love how Dave. Segwayed into this bit about the chicken about, guy. <laughs> I had to talk about it being shit because, like, it was a draw. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find the pictures of his final fucking morning chicken. Philadelphia sucks. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, like, like, oh, are, guys, are, like are you not realizing this? Like, there's, it has nothing to do with Philadelphia. The man simply lives in Philadelphia. Dr. Dave was like, I'm going to take this opportunity about a man who just lives in Philadelphia to shit that. on Philadelphia. This is a couple weeks ago. It's like, so brilliant. I love it. <laughs> I recognize this. I recognize this, Dave. Why are you doing double Italiano fucking... Because you guys are on the bit about the guy eating the chickens. I'm talking about how Dave is making fun of Billy. But why are you doing a double fucking... Because I'm Italian. What do you want me to do? I don't know. I I can't fucking help it. We released a picture of you doing the gabagool lately. The gabagool. No, it was gobble ghoul. No, I I have to gobble ghoul. Thanks, you. Let me tell you. Nothing got me to realize just how much I actually talk with my hands, like teaching people how to shoot firearms with painted nails. <laughs> oh, because they stare at your hands. People look at my hands all the time, and it's hilarious because I'm Italian. I talk with my hands. My hands are always moving when I'm t- And people are just staring at my hands when I'm teaching these, and it's hilarious. People are not used to somebody with purple fingernails teaching them how to shoot a gun, and it's great. I fucking love it. Sure, Philadelphia lost the World Series this year. <laughs> Dude, 
Philadelphia losing the World Series was so satisfying after they gave me a flat tire last week. So if you guys go back to like the earlier episodes, we're on our what ninetieth something. This is this is the ninety fifth episode. We have we're five dope. episodes. We're five episodes away from being a real podcast. I'm getting what a mariachi. Is, what is what is your plan for the hundredth episode? I'm getting a mariachi. We have plans. We have plans. We have, we're thinking about it. Yeah, we have we have some. We have, I'm getting a mariachi band. Extravaganza. So, yeah, we're having a, we're having a, we're having a fiesta. So Matt, in the beginning of this. Matt kind of favored Philadelphia in talks. So he talked about it in, in like not high regard, but like he had a good time there. No, like Philadelphia's he's... okay play. We've heard like he now knows he Come had a couple on. bad experiences there since being there. And he now knows Philadelphia is a fucking sin haven. <laughs> it's the it's, it's, not, it's Sodom and Gomorrah. It should sink off the fucking earth. It's for earth. cavemen. It's it's And he doesn't regret his time he spent there, but he regrets the place where he had it in. Philadelphia's the worst. This is the absolute fucking. Yeah, he's worst. just all still salty about his tire so, incident, because he because because he has specialty tires on his car that he drove to Pennsylvania. Yeah. It, it's he not, gets a flat tire. It's the whole state. If I got that flat tire in New Jersey, I would have had it fixed the same day. The whole fucking state of Pennsylvania didn't have this one size of tire. You fucking kidding me? I'm sorry that your Audi doesn't meet all the standards of regular tires. Yeah, I'm sorry I got a better car. I'm sorry, yeah. This is the whole fucking state of Philadelphia. I had that tire. Yeah, fucking buy a Ford, man. I don't know what you want. A better car than a Ford. Thinking of things that people all hate. Um, oh, oh no! Don't the say World it. Cup is on. Oh, okay, thank God. Uh, the World Cup, for those of you who don't know, is soccer's like not a real huge sport. Upset, football. Yeah. Huge upset! Um, yeah. All I, over the place. I hope upset soccer loses. So I don't know if anybody saw it. So yesterday, uh, the U.S. was playing. Yeah. And their game ended in a fucking tie. Yeah, I could have guessed one that. One to one. Uh, my bet is every game ends in a tie for soccer. That's why I hate it. It's, does any? I don't understand why this is the most popular sport in the world. Uh, I, don't, I don't get because it. it's the cheapest sport. In the world. Can someone please explain to me why soccer is so popular? It's the cheapest sport in the world. That's why, why it's so what? Popular. You need a you need a ball. Just I a don't ball. Get it. Yeah, you don't need it. It's the cheapest sport in the world. Also. It's open to more body types than most American sports are. No, American football is open to more body types. You don't Correct. need any gear to play it. Well, you can have big fat guys and tiny little fast guys. And, and I would need guys. a lot of money to play American football. And I would, also argue, I would also argue that most other, like America is the country that has the most variety of sports that are, the, that are so popular. Like in most other countries, like they get uh, just yeah. soccer. No, Australia has a bunch of different. When I went to Australia, yeah, they Australia had a bunch. When I said yeah. it, in most other countries, like but America markets their sports more so, obviously. Well, yes, that's all, also everything's true. a business. Yeah. Sport, yeah. Sponsored by the. Well, people. yeah, because in, in America, most of the major sports have like pipelines to get there college, right? Like, yeah. you don't have that in a lot of other countries well, that like are primarily with soccer. The U.S. Like, is trying soccer. to crank out their soccer academies now. Like, it's it's going to be a thing. Embarrassingly, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, well, we were, we're 20 years behind everybody. US, yeah, soccer's US, a fake sport. It's not a real sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real also sport. tried to, like, make, like, a rugby push as well, because that's a pretty popular sport in the most of the world. But, Rugby's great. But they had to shave it down, which they didn't, per, they're not personally responsible for, but, like, sevens is a version of rugby where it's half of the people on the field. Same size field. It's a faster moving game. Bigger plays, bigger breaks, bigger runs because there's less people. Regular 15s is, is more of like a chess game, but Americans oh, don't have a fucking talking. interest in the chess game. They have an interest in like big breaks and fast runs and shit like that. It's what, the, it's what the NFL's trying to do worldwide. They just had a, a game in Germany last week. It's probably me. 
I, I honestly think that Americans would like soccer a little bit better. I like soccer. I follow World Cup when it's on. Yeah, yeah I, but I'm not tuning in all the time. No, no, I hate soccer. It's what the NFL is trying to do. Like, so in Germany, 67,000 available tickets. They had 3 million requests for tickets. Last night, Mexico City... You know, they had a full stadium. Like, 7,000 you know, or something they filled. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. I don't know how they played NFL football at that, in Mexico City. At that elevation? There's no air. They had oxygen well, on the sidelines. Well, you side saw line. that. A lot of guys were, like, going to the sidelines. They had oxygen on the They had the oxygen, yeah. yeah. I lost also, two I mean, minutes a mile huge. running up We there. don't realize how huge football is in Germany. Like, special? By the end of the NFL Europe, NFL Europe began. There were teams in London and all over the place. By the end of the NFL Europe, they were all in Germany. Like there really? Were like four teams in Germany loves. So that's the football. market. That's so, the market. I mean, a team in London. American sure. football, you mean? American football, but yeah, I mean, Germany. So why the fuck are we just staying in London? Let's. No, because we had a game in Munich last week. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's the ninth. They love, yeah, 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 you're right. They you're love right. pretending to take over territory from an opposing defense and squash them. Yeah, that's their favorite thing to do. So American football, perfect. I think, I think that if if the sport of soccer just just cut the fucking field in half, it would be think, so much more enjoyable. I don't, for I don't think they should. I don't think you should jeopardize the integrity of the game. I think if you like it, you it's like, like it. Like indoor soccer, where you can play off, off like the back walls and shit like Dude, that. Dude, this is so boring to me. Well, I mean, what do you? Just a syrup. Yeah, missing syrup. This. This special taco with the cactus on it. I remember when she said cactus, I remember having this taco a long time ago. And absolutely, the cactus was like mind-blowing. I absolutely loved it. I got it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You get a cereal? The cactus does not disappoint. The cactus is incredible. Yeah, it's a good taco. That's the star of the show. It does not disappoint. We're getting into that cactus action now. It's a great texture with it. Yeah. And it's got some spice. It's a nice one. It's not heavy. We don't really talk about that. We don't really dissect the tacos here that much. Well, because we haven't really been getting tacos a lot lately. Yeah, we mix because it up. The specials, I mean, not... Uh, excuse me, Captain Mole. Time yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time out. What I meant was everybody else gets tacos. What I meant was the specials have not been outstanding lately. They've been moving through the rotation of things we've all had a lot before. There hasn't been pork rib tacos in quite a while. Yeah, where the fuck are they? Right. This is the most unique special they've had in a while. That's one of our favorites. I fucking love this one. But every week we all go back to our favorites. And you have uh, enchiladas and shit. Yeah. Hey, how about you suck a dick? I eat all my food. <laughs> what do you have, a dick measure? God does. I see how many rice and beans are left in that dish at the end. It'll be like 30%. <laughs> I can't wait till St. Patrick's Day. Why? I'm going to Marietta's house. That could be the inaugural episode. Is she around? Yeah, yeah. She hosts. I like it. you're like, oh, she's around. Marietta hosts St. Patrick's Day. What's she doing? <laughs> you watch. She Man. does like to come back for Hey, that. you're good at what you do. I swear to God, this was platonic before you came here today. I did not want to, like, bang Matt's mom, but if given the opportunity during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the cartoon devil on your shoulder being like, I don't know, man. It might be a good idea. Or the real devil. <laughs> 
So I guess I'm not getting so, a pescado taco, which I'm okay with. So, Wait, you're supposed Matt, to get a pescado taco? Yeah, but I'm okay if I don't. Matt, that begs the question. How do you feel about the prospect of Bill becoming your stepdad? I swear to God, I wasn't thinking about this, guys. I, I think mean, I think it'd be fucking fun as shit. Matt's cool. Christmas would be awesome. Can I'm I ask not, you guys a serious question? I'm not striving for this, Marietta. I, I just want to do the podcast. If you guys, How serious? If you guys had $45 billion okay. and you had to buy something with the sole intent of burning it to the ground, what would it be? Honestly, Twitter. <laughs> Asbury Distillery. Oh. Oh is he going to be a distillery of my current job? I, re- I, I rebuild it as soon as it's done. To burn it to the ground? No. I'm so happy that Elon Musk was burning it to the ground. He's really torturing my father. He's making all the wrong decisions. My answer is Ocean Towers in Asbury Park. <laughs> oh, the Ocean Club? Yes. Oh, yeah, I would burn that to the ground, too. That's for sure. I mean, Why? I, I wouldn't. I, I, cool. I, I'll, I'll help you, but I don't... It's I don't a fucking it. eyesore on the fucking skyline of the beach. Eh, I, I disagree. Yeah, but it's there already. Like, it's already... It's better than what was there before. You mean the beach? No, I mean the skeleton of a deserted building. But, in reality, David, is it because... Were you in that skeleton building, or have you been in this new one? Like, it's, it's I've been in both. You've been in both. All right, fuck me. When I was, when I was no, seeing Jerry, we snuck, we snuck in. We snuck in through the tarps. All right. And then, um, um, as an um, employee of Mogo, I've been in there like two different times to serve food in there. Oh, cool. All right, never mind. Disregard. It's but in all seriousness, since the doctor brought it up, I truly do not know how much of what Elon is doing is intentional. Uh, it's just, the whole thing, like, legitimately confounds me. Like, outside the political realm, I literally don't know what he's doing. Like, it's all intentional. The whole thing is intentional. I know, I mean, hubris is definitely a part of it. But beyond that, I, I truly do not understand. Like, I don't know if there is a plan, if there's a lack of a plan. If the plan is good or bad, it's very. It doesn't seem like to be a billionaire by being an asshole. Uh, I know he fired everybody there, right? Elon's proving that. Has he brought in people between Donald Trump and Elon Musk? I'm pretty sure we've got some asshole billionaires. They already got him. I mean, has he brought? I'll amend. By being stupid, I mean, once you have money, it's easy to make money. You can lose two billion dollars a day and still get it back. I mean, you can fire your whole company, no, and, I mean, and can you make, can find the right asshole to run it. He can make a mistake by getting into the wrong business. Like, he obviously understands certain businesses very well, and he's gotten a lot of success. I'm not quite sure how much of this is a success or not. But I really feel like he seems to not quite understand this business. Maybe nobody does. But, you know, there, there is something to that. I think that he said he was going to spend money on a business. They called him on it. They accepted an imaginary offer, and he had to take it. So now, you fire everybody, you learn what the business is, and you bring up freshman workers at half the price. And you look like a genius, if yeah. it works. I will but, say there is an aspect of this where when he initially tried to buy the company, it was like a dog trying to catch a car. Yeah, he just car, said it. Hey, yeah, I'll give you $44 billion. Also, there is an aspect to this where I think he wanted to pretend to buy it, have it fall apart, 
then he wanted to play the victim, being like, see, I tried to buy it, and they wouldn't let me. It's like a fantasy football trade. Because he kept on trying to, like, cause a problem in the in, in the uh, transaction, and then eventually he had to buy it. But I think his initial plan was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to buy it, then I can complain about somebody stopping me, and he can be some sort of free speech martyr. And now he's in charge of it, and I'm not quite sure if he knows what he's doing, or if this is a brilliant plan, or if he's just kind of playing it by, by ear. It's like a fantasy football I think trade. He's playing it by ear. No, I think you make a trade and you say, "Hey, I'll give you this for this," and then it's a joke until somebody accepts, and then you say, "Oh shit, I didn't think they were going to take that," and then you're stuck. So then you got to make the best of it. Hey, you 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 grandstand, you say this, you say that, you make the hires, you make the replacements to try to look the best you can, and if you succeed, haha, I told you so. And if you don't, oh well, I should have thought about it a little bit more. I should have put it out there. I think no matter what, he threw a fucking hook in the pond, and he didn't think it would catch, and now it has. You fire everybody, and you figure it out. Yeah, has it brought in people? Do we know this? Does anyone know this? Because I don't fuck with social media as much as you guys. Like, I know he cleaned out execs. Has he brought in a team of his people? Like, does he have, like, it's... No, no, that's the whole thing, is that, like, he's just kind of, like, indiscriminately, like, like, firing people and or giving everybody a way out, and they all took it. Like, he gave, like, he offered up a three-month severance. So Twitter is at a skeleton crew. Yes, and Barely. what's also interesting about the whole thing is that wow. he has to pay a billion dollars after the forty-four are buying it. To, to, yeah, no, no, but like yearly to service the debt. But it's that old joke, you know, like if you owe the bank a hundred thousand dollars, it's your problem. I hope if you owe them forty-four billion, it's their problem. I hope so, the whole I hope the whole fucking thing crashes and burns. Twitter Saudi has Arabia been, is one of the largest investors. They're one of the banks that he yeah, borrowed money yeah, from. The whole thing is. I hope the whole thing fucking crashes and burns because I don't think it Twitter, can. There's Twitter, too many investors. There's no, too many investors. That doesn't mean just because there's investors doesn't mean it can't crash and burn. Twitter is a fucking cesspool that has been for years. If you take a by the way, if you take a break from this peri peri sauce from Nando's, then you have some. The lemon cuts you in half. <laughs> like the lemon is weaponized, and now it wants to kill somebody. <laughs> It's a militant weaponized lemon. Just if you have a bite of something to take, put that on it and see what happens to your mouth. I'm full. I've eaten all my food. I was really worried because last week I did not eat all my food. It's been the first time in a long time. But this week I ate all my food, so we're getting quadruple desserts tonight. I want so many desserts. I didn't eat a lot. We're, we're getting, getting quadruple desserts. I only had two tacos. The uh, quesadilla and some nachos. There's six of us here. nine desserts. I had. I'm ready. I was worried about tonight because we had a potluck at work today, which is the first time we've done that in like. What'd so you bring? Long. What'd you bring? I just brought. I made some pico and brought it in because everybody else was bringing in like big giant dishes, and I'm like, it's too much food. There's only like 12 of us, like yeah. so. I brought little size pico, but I will say, some of my coworkers, one of the women who reports to me, she's from Mexico. She brought in. She brought in these. It reminded me of you boys. She brought in these banging enchiladas. Like she made them from scratch. Enchiladas verdes. They were dynamite. I, I literally ate half a tray. Um, and then my nobody believes that Mr. Two Taco. My other coworker brought in uh, Lebanese style chicken and rice. That was like wonderful. I ate a lot of stuff. I was a little concerned about, it, but the point of my story is that. It was hilarious today because the uh, the folks that were setting things up heat up the food, right? They brought in the one woman I worked with. She brought in the trays and the sternos. And I was like, I don't know. That, whatever. Fine. 
I'm not sure I would recommend having sternos in the office. Like, we can all be adults here. We can all figure out a way to put it together. I did nothing in the setup. They put a paper tablecloth on the table, working on lighting the sternos. One of them got fucked up. Paper tablecloth. Oh, oh paper tablecloth. Just... And like, and like that shitty, cheap, like, dollar store, you know. Plasticky. Like, yeah, yeah, like, the, the thing just ignited. We're, and we're in, we're in a conference room. The thing just ignited. And I walked in. I didn't see any of this. I heard it secondhand, but I'm walking up the stairs to get to the conference room, and I'm like... Speed run. I'm like, oh, it smells like something's burning. And I walk in, and there were all... It's just covered in smoke. Everywhere. Oh. They, they put the fire out by that point, but I was like... Probably a little shit floating. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. So we just, like, almost burned the building down. Like, that's awesome. Like, great. I kind of wish we did burn the building down. That would have been fucking hilarious. But... So the moral of the story is, uh, don't... I don't know if the moral of the story is, don't bring sternos into an office or don't use paper tablecloths with sternos. Same with the paper tablecloth. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, one or the other, right? Yeah, that was the real... Or be late to potluck I lunch. There's gonna be candles and things like that. I was yes, candles. I was late to the potluck lunch. I was I was busy working. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't do like I. You're busy firing people. I got. I don't fire people. I lay them off. Different story. He Actually, that's not true. Some of us enjoy the transaction. I fired I fired a guy. I oh, fired a guy last oh, year. I fired a girl a couple days ago. Yeah. So I I've actually like had to fire a guy. So I thought I was going to have to fire him. I did fire him, but prior to that, I thought I was going to have to. And I found him another job so that while I was letting him go, I could be like, but right down the road from here. Oh, you're like a humanitarian. So I felt bad for him. He was just not a good fit for us. He was a good guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like, have lost sleep over, like, letting people go. But I never had, the, like, the situation that Dave had where he was like, I would have been happy about it also. See, I, I will say that when it comes to... If I need to fire somebody because they either A, suck at their job or just have the most the worst temperament and like are just terrible people, those people, I have no problem firing. Like if, you're, if you are not doing your job and I can prove that you are not doing your job, I have no issue firing you. But when it comes time to like structural changes in the organization, right, and, like, jobs get moved, and then I'm like, oh. like, this person really hasn't done anything wrong, but I still have to, like, those are the ones that I don't really like. Those are hard. So, I, uh, I used to work in the restaurant industry. I was a manager of a restaurant, and I used to fire people all the fucking time. Yeah. There was a ridiculous turnaround in the restaurant industry. Uh, the one guy, the the only guy that I actually enjoyed firing was this one kid who uh, he, he came in. He was like late every single day that he came in. And then one day he calls me up the day before we're supposed to get some snow. And he calls me up and he's like, hey, Joe, I'm not going to make it in tomorrow because it's going to snow. And I said, dude. Wait until it actually snows before you try to call out for snow. That's not a legitimate excuse. (laughs) You're on the schedule. I expect you to be in. So sure enough, next day it snowed a little bit. He doesn't show up to work. It did not snow enough that it was a legitimate excuse. It was predetermined. So he doesn't come in. I yell at him. The next day I see him. I'm like, Richie, this is ridiculous. 
you have to show up for work. There was not enough snow on the ground. He's like, yeah, I know, but my car is not good in the snow, and I freaked out. I said, all right, I'm going to give you a pass this time. But next time it snows, don't try to call out before it snows. Oh, sure I love enough, this. next time it snowed, he tried calling out before it snowed. Now, to be fair, this time it did snow a little bit Substantially, more. Substantially, yeah. But he doesn't show up. I get really busy. I have to call in somebody to replace him. I call this girl in. She comes in. The next day, I bring this kid into the office. I'm like, Richie, what happened? He's like, well, I had to, I had to shovel my driveway. I said, Richie, we all had to shovel yeah. our driveway. That's life, man. I had to wake up at 4 in the morning to shovel my driveway to get here. The, guy, the boss, the owner of the, uh, of the restaurant, had to shovel his driveway to get here. The 90-pound girl that I called to replace you to come in and fill yeah. in for your shift <laughs> shoveled her driveway to be able to replace you. I'm like, shoveling your driveway is not a re- an excuse no. for not coming to work. Shoveling your we driveway here, is yeah. what you do in order to go to work. So, yeah, uh, I've never heard about that kid again. I hope he's in a gutter somewhere. The same guy that I'm speaking of. He's got to shovel out first. (laughs) Same guy I'm speaking of was like a 50-something-year-old guy. His wife used to reach out to me to tell me that he wasn't coming into work. Like, his wife used to call you? Like, yo, dog, if you're not in the hospital, like, <laughs> just fucking text me like, hey, Bill, feeling sick, not going to be able to make it. If you can't reach for your phone and do that, like, you're in bad, you're in a bad fucking spot. Bro, all I know is when I had my kidney stone incident a few years ago and I literally almost died due to blood loss, I was still able to get in touch with my employer just to let them know that, hey, I almost died and I'm not coming in. But, like... You know. Yeah. And I had a fucking tube hanging out of me, and I had to get, like, six pints of blood pumped into me or some shit. Wow. When I worked in the restaurant industry, on average, I was firing probably 10 to 12 people a year. 10 to 12 a year. And I was in a small restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. A very small restaurant. Right? I have worked in firearms for two years now, have not fired a single person. That's amazing. I have been managing a firearms uh, a, re- a firearms dealer for two years, not a single firing. I love that. Yeah, adults who they're like more the They're more disciplined. Yeah. That's a good one. This is a skilled position, so you're willing to pay more for those skills. So it's worth it to not uh, fuck up. Dessert? Yeah, we're going to order some yeah. dessert. Um... The last thing I wanted to talk about, because this is very near and dear to me, but not because of the reason I'm about to say. The whole Taylor Swift Ticketmaster thing. $96,000. A ticket. Unfucking believable. And, like, I'm not even the least bit surprised. What time did you get up trying to get those tickets, man? What did you say? How early did you get up trying to get those oh, tickets? I, I, had, I, had six, I had six fucking uh, tabs open. I had uh, four screens going. I had, like, Ask uh, Mariota. Running. Yeah. Probably has a right to stay there. Yeah, dude, I had, I had a whole production going. No, it's like, it's just, you know, I, I fucking hate Taylor Swift. I, I really do. She's a demon. Um, but. Great. Uh, dessert, for sure. No beer. I don't need another beer. Do you guys need another beer? I don't. I'm good. Uh, Bill needs another beer. Bill's going hard tonight. I need tonight. another beer. Yeah. Two. Yeah, yeah. So Bill and me and... Three. So three. And some more water, too, please. And more water and napkins. And some dessert? Dessert. What do you got? Do you have anything extra or just the usual two? Uh, Cilantro. Tacos gone? 
Three churros, two, two flan. Yeah. Three yeah. churros, two flan. Three yeah. churros, two flan. Three churros. And two, two flan. flan. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I fucking hate Taylor Swift, but I have to admit, I am uh, Jealous happy. of the amount of money she's making? No, I just think she sucks. Yeah. Um, she's winning. And she's a bad person. Yeah. She I mean, came, yeah, well, yeah, that's all. all she all, came to my readers once when yeah. I own readers. Oh, really? Yeah. All of the, yeah, all these I things. I saw a meme. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Matt. Hey, yeah. thought, I saw a meme once that said, like, Taylor Swift is, like, a hundred and something songs about, like, bad breakups and shit. No about, songs about blowjobs. She looks zero <laughs> songs about giving blowjobs. That's a Chris Rock <laughs> bit. That was, I, think that was like, I think that was a Chris Rock. She looks like yeah. a, a six foot tall, like, bird person with, like, an arrow shaped head. Yeah. Who, who has. She came. I, when I owned Rita's, she was performing like a medley. was mad. And she came by, she cleared all the windows, her security cleared everybody, and she bought one Italian ice for herself. What a loser. Not her security team, not anybody who could. She came to my readers to spend $3.47 to the penny on the card, no tip, and left. Caused wow. havoc and went to MetLife Stadium where she made $8.47. I mean, none of that surprises me. No, no, no. Yeah. Diva. I... So my thing is, like I said, I, I, I don't like Taylor Swift, but I, I have to appreciate the fact that not by anything, honestly, that she has done, it's by more way of the fans, right? They've drawn attention to... Swifties. Yes. They've drawn attention to this issue with Ticketmaster. Yes. Ticketmaster... You know oh, Ticketmaster's a monopoly. If they fucking break Ticketmaster, good. Like, but, see, but see, here's the problem, though. So everybody keeps on saying Ticketmaster's monopoly, Ticketmaster's monopoly. Oh, we're gonna and they're not... But no, you're, you're not wrong, though. You're, you're not wrong. Here's the, here's the problem, though. Live Nation. The problem is... Yes, Live Nation It's a merger. Partners. It's the same well, thing. It's the same company. It's the same no, company. Yeah, yeah parent but, company. But Ticketmaster was not a, really that bad until Live Nation joined. But yes, they are a monopoly... Yeah, when there were two the, different companies. The issue is the issue is that it's a very simple fix to fix what the problem is with Ticketmaster. Yeah. Give me ten thousand tickets and I'll sell them. Solve no, it's the not that because the tickets are going to get sold no matter what. Correct. Here's the issue: people that on the resale market, there is nothing on Ticketmaster's website that prevents bots. And people that do this literally for a living. Well, it's not that there's nothing. It's that it's inadequate. Okay, let's call it inadequate. That's fine, yeah. yes. Um, there's People go in and they buy... Ticketmaster is aware books, of this practice. Books. They're 100% aware of it. But it's just kind of like... like, But they get extra money on the resale, right? They get the fees from the yes. resale. So it's in their best interest... To not do it's like the problem of government, it's also, right? You no, know, it's also good for the artists to say that they sold out in X amount of seconds. But see here, yes, I mean that's part of it, but it's for also future, like they're selling, selling out is selling out. Selling, How, out yeah. selling out is selling out. How fast do you sell out? Nobody gives a shit. You're well, not getting a you're not getting a badge. Gentlemen, there's no flan. There's Fun. no flan. So just churros? Just churros. I guess four? Do you have ice cream? Nutella empanadas? <laughs> we sold four all year and it was to you asshole for, the, for those that didn't hear that Alejandro just said they had those by accident because they only sold the Nutella empanadas to us they were good I mean I will I will pay we'll, we'll pay extra to just, to just have those on the menu only on Tuesday they only need to make them once a week just on Tuesdays and we'll buy all of them 
Those things are amazing. You're taking a big gamble with a lot of people's money. I'll pay extra for, uh, for All right, Matt. I, I I'll pay extra for Matt to eat his own I'll rice pay and extra then. I'll, I'll pay extra to have Matt. You fucking jerk off. I'll have I'll have I'll pay extra to have Matt eat all his rice and beans. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but here's the thing though. So today's point about the how fast they sold out. I guarantee you that the whole look how fast I sold out. That's a media hype thing. No, no musician is sitting in their apartment going like, or in their in their mansion going like, oh my god, guys, we sold out in thirty in thirty five seconds. No, because they, they get the same amount of money no matter how team, fast they, they sell. Do. They don't care. So, Bruce Springsteen was recently quoted talking about um, his exact situation. Yeah. He recently sold his whole catalog, so he doesn't make money off his music anymore. Yeah. So he flat out said like, yeah, no, it's. Sucks, but like I'm making like he's doing him right now. Like it's like the artists are getting their cuts off. Like Ticketmaster's doing it. Ticketmaster's fucking doing it anyway. What Bruce said is I'm not doing anything that my peers aren't yes, doing. Yes, correct. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with what Bruce did. I'm just saying that the Ticketmaster, if they wanted to, could very easily fix the situation involving the bulk purchase and resale of the tickets because that's the biggest issue. Okay. That's what causes the weights, the holdups, that causes their service to crash, and it's what bumps up ticket prices. Well, because you have these people that have no intention of going to a show, and they Taylor buy 50 Swift, tickets. If I'm Taylor Swift, you buy the first 50,000 tickets that come off the line and then redistribute them for $94,000. You're not allowed to. It's also it's a monopoly. She has to go through that oh, company to buy Oh, excuse me. Here, Ed Ryan, my friend, here's $4 million. Buy as many tickets as you possibly can. It's, she has no access to the front end of the system. That's why I'm giving it to you. Like, no, no, but, no, it's but not the front access. No, but you're missing my point. I'm not, I'm not talking about Taylor Swift. I'm talking about Ticketmaster. I'm saying the situation has brought attention to Ticketmaster. Taylor, Taylor Swift, the artists do not get any more or less money by way of this whole process. When the but ticket is sold, a ticket is sold. They don't make extra money off I have of a resale. So there are pre-sales and pre-sales and pre-sales. If I'm the Pope yeah. of the Catholic Church, I can't call Ticketmaster and be like, yeah, I want to go to Taylor Swift, front row, hold two tickets. Yeah. But, that, but see, but that's not the point, though. One individual or a small group of individuals getting special privileges is not the problem. The problem is, are these people... How about a thousand of them? And, no, and but to, be, to be honest, saying, though, but, I mean, there's a lot of children no, you're missing go to my Taylor point. Swift. The Pope shouldn't be around no, but children. No, but you're all, missing, you're all missing my point. Pope. No, wait, okay. You're, you're all pissing me off now because you're, <laughs> you're missing my fucking point. What, wait. It is not special privilege. It is people... Think of it as like Russian troll bots. There are people that have programs that go into websites like Ticketmaster and mass purchase tickets. These are not special people. These are jerk-offs that buy these tickets in bulk per- primarily for the purpose of reselling I, I have, them. I have the real and Ticketmaster knows that this happens, and they don't do anything about it. I have the it. real hard pill to swallow here. It's the fact that there are people who will pay way more to go see an artist than you will. And the artist deserves that money because someone is willing to pay it. And they can only sell so many tickets, and the artist deserves to make the most amount of money they possibly can for a venue so that they can, you know, earn a living and be rewarded for their talent. And so either the... Either the scalpers are going to get a cut of that money or your artist is. And when you're mad at your artist for selling the ticket for $10,000, you shouldn't be. I'm they, not mad at the artist. I'm mad at Ticketmaster. Well, master. not you. Yeah, well, 
Um, people are mad at Ticketmaster because of the extremely exorbitant high prices of both Bruce Springsteen and uh, Taylor Swift. The, like, they're, they're like blaming Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster for, um, you know, multi-thousand dollar Bruce Springsteen tickets. But see, but this is, but this is what I'm saying, Bruce though. Bruce I mean, this is, but, but this is what I'm saying. Most of the people that are mad about the prices, the prices that people are mad about are not the prices that the artist is selling the tickets for. They're the prices the that the resale is coming from because people buy the tickets in bulk and resell them at a markup. That's It's an easy fix because you can you can Ticketmaster can close off the ecosystem even more and put a cap on how much you can resell the ticket. But that's my point. They're not it's doing an it, and that's why I feel like nobody's listening to me. Am I speaking English? Like, am I fucking speaking English? Let me explain it again. Jackasses buy bulk amounts of tickets at face value. They resell them for a huge markup, so Ticketmaster makes the money. The artist gets no additional money from that, well, and no. I'm stuck paying more money for a yeah, ticket no, that originally costs half the price. No, Matt, and Ticketmaster's yeah. like, ah, Matt, I'm fine. no, 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 Matt, you're wrong because it was found out that big artists like Justin Bieber were behind those big bot. Account. Okay, that happens in some situations. No, if I can that give someone four million dollars no. and be like, "Hey, buy all the tickets," no, 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 listen, no, I, I had the experience when I bought Kiss tickets. tickets, and nobody's out there going, "Oh my God, Kiss is still so fucking popular that I can sell their tickets for seven hundred dollars." You're not wrong. That does happen, but it's not a pervasive so, problem. That's what I led point. with, though. It that's what like, that's the problem. It seems like the easy fix here would be for Ticketmaster to only allow resale of tickets for less than what was paid or for face the ticket value. Risk. face value or less Honestly, face you know value the, or you less know what the easiest you know what the, the real fix is there's only one real fix to I, 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 I hope if you, you force say what I think you're going to say I have no idea what you think I'm going to say but here's what I'm going to say there's only one real fix to this you need an artist of Taylor Swift caliber somebody who's mega popular sells lots of records and wins lots of awards you need an artist like that to go to a different ticket selling website because they do exist yes. to sell the tickets for their shows. That's the only way Ticketmaster's monopoly is going to be broken to have a premier artist like Taylor Swift to sell their tickets exclusively through so you someone are who's right. not Ticketmaster. But the problem with the Ticketmaster Live Nation merger yes. Live is that Nation, Live Nation is a beginning. separate entity that merged with Ticketmaster. Yep. And before it merged with Ticketmaster, this merger should have never happened because if we have antitrust laws, this is literally the thing that you should yeah. stop. Live Nation signed a series of deals right. with like 90%, I think, you can all... You know, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot. No, 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 it's like any premier venue, just about every sports arena yep. and most of the larger theaters because even just like on a macro level, right, MSG runs like 10 different venues in New York. Like if you want to go to MS, like you want to play in New York, like the Bowery Ballroom, like all these things are owned by MSC, Beacon Theater, owned by MSC. Yep. All of these things signed a deal with, um, all these, they signed a deal with Live Nation. So if Taylor Swift wants to play a arena or venue of any particular size, she has to go through Live Nation. There are basically no arenas of any size that she can play without going to Live Nation, which is Ticketmaster, yep. which is like even PNC Bank. PNC Bank isn't even the biggest venue in Jersey. She would have, if she it's wants all to through play, Live Nation. She, it's Live Nation. Yep. Uh, uh, the other venue, Prudential Center, also Live Nation. 
The only way that she can play large venues would be if she fucking built an arena somewhere and played at the arena she built. Like, that's the problem. She can't get around be because yep. if there wasn't a monopoly, she could get around. She literally can't find large enough venues to have a tour that hurts them enough. No, I think you got to go back to physical tickets and pre-sale happens a week out. I save all my physical that's tickets still. Anyway, the point physical of Physical tickets, one week out, that's it. The, this, point of, the point of my story is that Ticketmaster is a metaphor for the government and we should all burn the government to the fucking ground. On that note, let's get our plugs in and say goodbye because we're already over. Uh, he waited until Bill left the table. He Bill, Bill by, the time, by the time Dr. Dave is doing his whiteboard plugs, Bill will be back. You guys so, think your stepfather better than that. <laughs> a, a brand new whiteboard in town. It's made of glass, though. If you... Um, I, I can't even believe I'm even saying this because if you're listening to this podcast, you obviously already follow that whiteboard. <laughs> but um, I, I, I got a new glass whiteboard. I okay, got right. um, paint brushes and uh, paint brushes and, and paint. I'm gonna start trying to do like window murals and things like this. It's a whole new. It's whiteboard 6.0. 6.0. Yeah, brand 6. new world. 6.0. Yeah. We're coming out. Come, I love it. Come Ooh. check us out. And what do you got? At that whiteboard. Um, NJ Free Blockbuster. At NJ Free Blockbuster. You can visit any of our three physical locations where you can get DVDs, VHS, 3D printed coasters, popcorn. You know, it's a full movie night. Make it a free popcorn. Blockbuster night. Uh, at NJ Free Blockbuster, uh, you can see where all of our locations are throughout Monmouth County. Go. Uh, once again, I got to plug my boy at Francis Marshall One. Uh, Francis is going to be making his UFC debut on December 3rd. It's going to be a great fight. Francis Fire Marshal going to be competing and having a good time. Uh, everybody watch the event. It should be really good. Chris? Oh, it's so it, this is never going to be posted in time, but how, uh, this is Thanksgiving week. Um, you know, tomorrow, it's, it's literally Thanksgiving Eve. You know, what are you going to drink? But this Sunday night, come by the time Matt posts this, um, I'll come it on Friday. Okay, then come drink at Twin Lights Brewery, 4057 Asbury Ave, Tinton Falls. Uh, block Party, IPA, double IPA out this week. A couple other beers out this week. Every uh, Saturday and Sunday with Chris. Yeah, with me. Sunday. You come, you come hang out Sunday after 4. I'm sending an Uber to pick Bill up uh, this week and bring him at. In order to get me well, it's a, I, I, oh, I, I know it's on Asbury Ave, but technically you're going to be leaving the confines of Asbury Park. I won't drive. He I mean, said wow. that wow. he doesn't drive, but he will travel. Out. If you send me a car, I'm make, make sure you have your passport. I'm sending a car for him. Sending a car for him. Yeah, I'm sending a car to his house, right. and I'm going to pick I, him I, up. I guess I'm going to Twin Lakes too on Sunday. Four o'clock. Right. Everybody's coming to four o'clock. Right. I'm sending a car. I'm sending an Uber to his house to to show it to pick up. Bill, what do you what do you got for plugs, Bill? Twin Lakes Pro. We supply Ubers now. Oh man, like I said before, catch the hard babies. We got three gays coming up. December 10th, Trend Social and Trend. December 16th, right here in our backyard, Asbury Park at the Asbury Hotel. January 21st, John and Peter's in New Hope, PA. Listen to everything on the Review Podcast. Wait, you're in a band? Fuck off, Ed. Uh, the hard follow, calendars. Follow, follow Loteria AP on Instagram. Follow Barrio Costero on Instagram. Do not follow. Stop following Asbury Park Distilling on Instagram. Yeah, you don't have to look really. They're not relevant. Follow yeah. your manners. Follow your heart. Yeah. By the, by the fucking food, not the tasting room anymore. We love you guys. I'm Matt. I'm Bill. I'm the fabulous Dr. Dave. I'm Campbell. I'm Kung Fu Joe. And I'm Ed. <laughs> <laughs>
Classically handsome head. We'll see you guys next week. Awesome.